instead of laying it out flat, you take each individual noodle, put the the uh, hold on, I'm trying to think, cottage cheese, the hamburger meat, which seasons to your preference. Um, you take the the sauce, and then you take mozzarella cheese and then Parmesan nice. cheese and roll it up. Uh-huh. And then you put it in a pan full of sauce, and then you layer it with sauce and cheese and stuff mm. like that after you get them all in there. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's like, uh, what's it, um, what's that thing where you have, like, the puff pastry around the, uh, mushroom duck cell, and then it's a thing that uh, Gordon Ramsay makes. It's called, a uh, uh, beef wellington. It's like a beef wellington lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That sounds marvelous. Lasagna wellington. That was wonderful. That sounds delicious. I we gotta stop talking. About, I'm hungry, man. Yeah, dude, we gotta <laughs> go get snacks in a minute. Uh, no, yeah, well, hey Wrangler. Hey, uh, hey, we just made enough for feed an armory. If y'all were here, I made lasagna rolls and regular lasagna. Yeah, dude. Uh, throw no it Wrangler. Down. We already agreed. You're coming here. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming, bro. Just as soon as look, I'm I'm on this little parole situation right now. So sure. As soon as they'll let me up, I I'll be I'll be there. Hell yeah, dude. VIP guest. Yeah. No, that's yeah. going to be awesome, man. I can't we'll wait. actually get you live in the booth. So, uh, hey, yeah, we're going to have to kick you off the air. So, uh, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, you fucking you know, yeah, limelight hog. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> <Rick. laughs> get out of here. Get out of here. Hey, you know, it was a blast. You don't belong. It was a fucking blast. I never loved you. Oh. Go. <laughs> just go. Oh, this is silly. Wrangler uh, and the Hendersons. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. It's been great having you on, Wrangler. Goddamn, this is nice a lot of fun. Nice to meet you. You were hey, wonderful. Hey, um, anytime y'all want me on, just let me know. If I'm able to do it, I will. All right. I'll make sure. I'll make sure he. Uh, Hell yeah, buddy. Yo, follow Wrangler on his Instagrams and his Facebooks. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll get you the link. Wrangler Price on uh on. Wrangler Facebook. Price is very simple. Just hit me up. Yeah. I'm there. Yeah. There's not many Wrangler prices. Anyway. Yeah. No. I'm. I think I'm pretty sure I'm the only Wrangler Price on there. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Wranglers, I, I googled Wranglers price and it, it just brought me jeans on Target. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, the cousin. price of Wranglers. <laughs> uh, it was great having you on. I love you, man. All right, but bro, it's I think we're just going to end the show after you get off and I'm just going to let music roll. And uh, we've got a bunch of com- Cause, comedians cause coming in. After Wrangler, can we really, can we top that? I mean, is there right, I still haven't asked you a lot about it. Anytime y'all want me on, hit me up. Yeah. I oh, God damn. Yeah, I totally, we forgot to interview you. It's okay. Uh, quick, Wrangler, get off the air. Quick, Wrangler, get off the air. Sorry, Wrangler, yeah. but it's I'm crying, Wrangler. Y'all won't kick me off. All right, get out of here. We love you, man. All right, uh, love y'all. Y'all be good. Bye, you too. All right. Love you, Carterman. But love you, Aunt Brandy. Aw. All right, bye, y'all. got my whole family. Bye, Brandy. Awesome. Brandy, <laughs> she's a fine girl. <laughs> Brandy, Brandy, come from a land down under. Uh, okay, so, yeah. Dava, what are you an expert? <laughs> what are you an expert in? What yeah, a, what are you? Yeah, Dava. So last pinch. I guess entrepreneurship is also something I didn't mention, but yeah. So Instagram bio. Entrepreneurship, yes. van life, nude model. Yes, that's me. That is you. I'm a hustler. Like, it, the thing is, though, honestly, there are just a few tools that I wish 
we would have learned in fucking school that honestly help you just kind of figure out what you can do to make money for you in an easy way. Because it's the same fucking narrative. You go to school, you get a job, you get promoted, boom, you're done, you're set. It's like, nah. Some of us need to make art or some of us need to do this shit, like make podcasts, or some of us need to do other things in order to make money. But we also need time to live and be and also be sick. You know, like, what the fuck? You don't get sick days here. Paid sick days? Holy shit. If you work at a retail fucking store, they don't give a fuck. So it's important to work for yourself and to have your own business and have a way to work around your life, your schedule. So there's something called an ikigai chart. Do you know the concept of ikigai? Japanese concept? I do not know. I don't. I would love to hear about it. Okay, so it's really cool. Ikigai means life purpose, and it's very simple. It is, there are four pillars, or there are five pillars of Ikigai, but I can't remember what the fifth one is. But there are four circles for the exercise you do. Basically, 20 minutes. And it is what you love, what you are good at, what the world needs, and what you can be paid for. Those are four things that you need in order to figure out your life purpose, according to this Japanese concept. Mm. So you have four circles that are like together in the center. There's a word for it. I don't know what the word is. You know, like a Venn diagram, but there's four. Yeah. Yeah. So like a Venn, 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 Venn. Like a Venn, Venn. So, like, if you have those four circles and you figure out what you love, what you can be paid for, what the world needs, and what you're good at, then you can figure out what you can do as a business, a life purpose, because you're covering all the bases. You need money. You need to like it. It needs to help other people. And um, you need to also be really good at it. So just have to figure that shit out. And it'll change, too. You have to kind of redo it every once in a while. Because especially if you're, you know, my age or... How old are you, Spencer? 33. You're 33? You could still do it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not too late. Honestly, everybody <laughs> could do it. Like, it just kind of helps you figure out what you could really do for yourself to create an income that would really make you feel fulfilled. Like, give you meaning. Like, I do that, at least. I'm fulfilled when I do sex work, honestly. Because people need be loved my concept is not like oh yeah i'm just like somebody you fuck or whatever no my concept is like love giving you genuine passion and making you feel good and and really feel like somebody cares about you because there's a lot of like nobody talks about this but male suicide is so much higher than female suicide they always talk about like oh my god the girls are killing themselves it's like yeah but men literally kill themselves because they're so lonely. And also, you know, like men get shamed for like buying, you know, p- girls only fans or yeah, fans and stuff which like is that. And so they're like, like, uh, like, uh, like, fucking well, man. It's, it's there's a, there's it a whole thing. It too. doesn't help when the platforms themselves are kind of censoring and framing in such a way that it kind of enforces the idea that it's taboo. Yeah, yeah. What? They're just like, you can't see nipples because nipples are bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely agree with that. Uh, yeah, for sure, dude. It's it's kind of crazy. Uh, I'm I'm fucking pro. I'm I I I'm out here collecting girls I went to high school with so OnlyFans, like uh, you know, uh, like Pokemon cards. Dude. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, uh, like I'm supporting local business. That's what I like to fucking call it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh. I don't give a fuck. If you got a if you got a fan That's my other aunt calling on my real phone. Oh, your aunt's calling you. How wonderful. No, you got to call them. You got to answer on my real phone. Radio. I'm going to answer. Sorry. Hello? I'm live on the radio right now. 
Yeah, I'm live on the radio. I'm on fuck. Go to mutinyradio.fm. She's so cute. Adorb. Okay. Aw. What? Uh, beauty. Yeah. She's like, you're live on the radio. I heard her. We heard her, yeah. Adorable. Yeah, that's my Aunt Frankie. Aw, Frankie. Aw, Frankie. She's she's my lesbian aunt. Hell yeah. I have gay godfathers. I have like five. You <laughs> you you come to me on the day of my daughter's very gay wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh but God. like I was saying, pro sex work. Uh, yeah. So like, uh, and like I really appreciate the the girls that go like like ten like ten out of ten like hardcore into like the presentation and like actually like respond like they got like like if you got a hook line and sinker, I'm fucking down. I'm resubbing every month, dude. You got me. How have you like, not subbed to me? I've been looking for you. Yo, cause <laughs> I knew I wanted to podcast you, and I wait till afterwards. All right. Yo, so, wait till afterwards. Uh, so, but you need to give at least the people an honest review of my content. Yeah, f- you know, for sure. There you go. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna ask for a discount code because I'm not a chump. I pay full price. <laughs> all right, that's what I'm gonna be. I'm gonna say He's it right supporting here. Supporting local business. Yeah, that's some real shit. Hell yeah, and we appreciate a king like that. Okay. Yeah, dude, <laughs> I'm not even gonna fuck it. I'm a, I'm putting myself on blast hard right now, dude. No, you are not. I disagree. I think it's awesome. <laughs> uh, no, OnlyFans is dope. Fansly's dope. Uh, sorry, only, I still you. I I'm, st- I, I'm still. Purchasing OnlyFans content, because uh, bro, I, I can't, I can't even afford to look at myself naked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so you know, uh, I'm one of those fucked up guys that she was talking about that, uh, you know, that's on that that suicide list. You know, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, uh, so it's like, you know, I'm filling holes with uh, watching videos <laughs> of women filling holes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What like, do you, what do you think about? Are you filling holes or are the holes filling you? <laughs> What do you think about real like sex work though, like escorting prostitutes? That's just dope. Yeah. Ten out of ten needs to be legal. Yeah, I agree. As long as what it's do you safe. think, Spencer? Yeah. If it's safe, yeah, as long as it's it safe, would be yeah. If it was legal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Here's, can I say something though? Here's the thing. Allegedly speaking, I'm aware of the fact that once it becomes legal, you'll get way less for it. So basically, like right now, you pay a girl up to a thousand dollars an hour here in San Francisco. We're they're expensive. So once it becomes legal, though, they're going to tax it and it's going to. Holy <laughs> shit, a oh, pussy like tax, weak. dude. Like I can't. W- could you imagine? I, you know what? I'll gladly pay for I'll pay the pussy tax. I'll pay. I'll, I'll The yeah. pussy tax. I'll pay the pussy tax, Hell guys. Hell yeah. San Francisco's okay. pussy tax. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what should be I'm just for? being pro sex work out here. Like, I'm gonna, I want to be like the mayor of like fucking pussy town, guys. What we're going to do is we're going to we're, we're going to we're going to promote. We're gonna create a new lawless society, guys. Uh, fuck it. It's, I mean, at the core, at the core of it, it's just the idea that everyone should be able to do with their own body as they like. Yeah. No, nah, I got really. Sorry, uh, we I don't have a lot in this world, and like that joint from earlier was I kicking in. This. I was gonna start a cult. <laughs> Never mind that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry, got weird. No, it's hella funny. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that joint kicked in. We're not gonna get weird. Uh, but. I don't know. I can't imagine how stressful it is to be, you know, a girl in that kind of work. Because you know, there's like, there's guys that are like, "You haven't texted me back today. How fucking dare you, you dumb slut!" Like. Oh yeah. I mean, 
Uh, actually, during doing online sex work, so I also I also went on the Sugar Daddy site. Here's the thing: Sugar Daddy sites are great because I think there are genuinely a lot of people, and also Sugar Mommy sites are a thing. Like Sugar Mommies are out there, which I think is so sad because they are underrepresented underrepresented in a way that they can't find those arrangements. But basically, <laughs> uh, <laughs> my name is Dakota Price. Uh, Sugar Mommies, like dot com. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um. Uh, if you go on those sites, it's it, you find people that are sometimes interested in doing like an online relationship, especially if you are not in the same place, which I had. But then this person literally just like got so upset that I wouldn't be monogamous to mm. them, which is a, what a lot of sugar daddies and sugar mommies have is that like monogamy thing. You have to be only mine, which you have to be OK with, obviously. But. Yeah, he was he was very rude. He called me a called me a whore, and I was like, no, I'm gonna block uh, you now. And you know, what my favorite thing is if you do do this this kind of thing, you do have do. to also have an unblock fee because here's the deal: if you want to make money off this motherfucker, you are going to tell him that he o- now needs to pay you a hundred dollars in order to be unblocked so he can talk to you again. Yeah, that's some G shit. I like when yeah. girls are like gangster like that. Like I'm like, you fucking you own that yeah, p- you gr- own that be pussy be power, boss, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be disrespectful either. Here's the thing: if you want to be with a girl like that, you also have to be respectful of her boundaries and shit. Yeah. Ten out of ten for real. Yeah, and that's why. Mad respect. Yeah, you gotta communicate also beforehand. I. Communication is key in everything. Hell every yeah. relationship. Did you do the three C's in high school? For I don't know what the fuck that means. No. Okay. And what? I, my I, the <laughs> only three C's I know are triple Quack. C's. Quack. Quack. Codeine. <laughs> nah. Coracid and coughing cold Cum medicine. muffins. <laughs> Does anybody know what that is? Coracid and coughing cold triple C's. It's some pills you can get at the dollar store that have dextromorphophan in it, and you can California rolls. Anyway, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Anyway, <laughs> for those out there that are like, ah, robo tripping. Jk, what are the three C's? Crepe. Three C's are consent, condoms, and communication. Well, they teach that now. They they taught that at my wellness center. If you want, I wish they would have teach that in my high school. Really? Like so many kids could have fucking learned, like could have benefited from that, but they wouldn't have done it. My yeah. my fucking uh, the school nurse, Miss Boyer Chu. Shout out to Miss Boyer Chu. This bitch was gangster. Yeah, yeah. She literally was like, "You can have all the condoms you want, but you have to tell me what the three C's are before you fucking get them." Oh. Asian lady, like super short. She's just like, "This is the deal, all right." And she she definitely helped out a lot. Chlamydia. Chlamydia. <laughs> chlamydia. Chlamydia. Uh, the fourth. No, chlamydia C. is awful, though. I haven't had it, but it's awful. I, I have. Anyway, awkward Allegedly. I've, I've allegedly had chlamydia. <laughs> what's up? What's up, guys? How's it going? Looking beautiful. D- Dakota uh, had the clap so long, it's a standing <laughs> ovation. Dude, I went to the school, I went to the college that has the highest STD rate in the entire nation. No way. Yeah, Stephen F. Austin. By population, Ooh. like, yep. Yeah. Have you had your fair share then encounters? Uh, <laughs> what sexual encounters? Close encounters with, with of a um, sexual kind. With STIs. With STIs, I've had uh the clap twice. Okay. How was it? Ba- it sucked. Okay. Well, yeah. I explain. Like. It fuck your dick burns and you fucking piss shit out. Like it sucks. Ooh. It's awful. Then you Ooh. then you, you go get shit. You shit. Then you, th- then you go get a Z pack and you're good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you get it. You go get a Z pack. You're all right. But you know like. Uh, thankful. I, you know, <laughs> thankfully, it was just the clap. You know, there's like a lot of other shit out there that could be a lot worse. Uh, you know, stick with you forever, ah. like AIDS. You know, AIDS is real. Yeah, actually. but now they have that pre- that prep stuff, which is pretty cool. Yeah, prep is awesome. That's gangster. Unfo- uh, she pro- she's like, I'm pro prep. Uh, anyway, <laughs> guys, I think we need to wrap it up. 
Well, that got really intense right there. And that is also a great message for sexual health as well. Yes. Yeah. Prep. We got to wrap it up. We, we got to wrap, wrap it up. up. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, shit. All right, guys. There you go. I'm going to fucking, we're going to end it on some uh, gangster German emo rap. Oh, my All God. Right. Thank you. <laughs> that was uh, Trust Me, My Friends and Expert every Monday, 4 to 6 on the West Coast.
Times I don't feel like I know one to talk to And all the drugs I take I promise that I try not to But people just avoid me so I smoke and pour a shot So I'm walking to my grave just trying to live is what I not do I lost her, she found me I'm under, I'm drowning Dear Father, please save me from myself So what I 
Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. God, how many? That's 10 letters, right? It stands for let's watch a Full length is one word because there's a hyphen. Movie on YouTube. Seven words, right? But because Y and T are initialized, right? Right. But that stands for YouTube. We're, our show is called L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Welcome to Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. I'm glad to be here today. And I'm also proud to resent our guest, Adam Spiegelman, your brother. Yeah. So I'm really excited. This show is based on my brother's show. Adam has been doing a podcast interviewing the greats. I was just, it's a cult movie podcast. There's interviews and there's reviews. And the interviews, you go to proudlyresents.com and you look up the guy from summer school. Okay. You look up the guy from ski, whatever. Dean, what's his name at? Cameron? Yeah, that was a great interview. He talked about everything. The guy, uh, uh, Dean Cameron or something. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I know yeah. He was in. Uh, him and his brother were aliens on a TV show in the eighties. Uh, called. Um, I love that show. They came yeah. to Earth or I don't know something like that. But, but anyway, great... he was very he was very open about uh, losing his career in Hollywood. It's very interesting, <laughs> very funny. It's very funny, and the guy has a good box out. So check out Adam's site. For some great interviews, Lloyd Kaufman from uh, Troma has been interviewed. Uh, all the greats. And all the great, greats. All the greats. And the greats. There's a lot of people. I'm in it, too. Uh, and Adam is graciously here with us. He has picked our movie that we're going to watch, a full-length movie on YouTube. We want you to go to YouTube, watch the movie with us, and listen to our podcast at the same time. Yes, we are a podcast. We are all over. We're known to be airing uh, streaming first on Muni Radio every Sunday at 2 p.m. We're known for our podcast by our initials, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And, of course, we have a YouTube channel where Carl has already synced up the movie and the episode, and you can find that at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Carl, what is the movie we're watching? Today we are going to watch Come and Get It, 1936. But that's not what you put in the YouTube search engine, and this is a first. You're going to put in Francis Farmer movie. Okay, Francis, you know, F-A-R-N-C-I-S, Francis Farmer movie. The channel we like is Jogador Profissa of all craziness. Now, if you put in Come and Get It 1936 in the YouTube search, it does show up. Maybe, I don't know if it does. I, you, you've got it? Yeah, but it's like the third choice. And like Carl says, it's not titled Come and Get It 1936. Five. It's titled Francis... Uh, Francis Farmer. Farmer movie, which is accurate, although other people are in it, but, and it's J-O-G-A-D-O-R, Professor is what we like, Jogador Professor. Okay, so um, we want you to go ahead, go to YouTube, type in Francis Farmer movie, or come and get it, and find the one by that username, which I'm not going to repeat, because I don't have it in front of me. It's Jogador Professor. Jogador Professor. All right, so find that link. Enter the link, click the link, hit pause immediately, move the timer to zero, zero, zero. When our special guest, Adam, says go, you Wait. will go. Uh, uh, We're not doing a celebrity comedian countdown? Well, we have a celebrity comedian. 
Rose, we need you to do a countdown for us. Can you count okay. three, two, one, go? And when you say three, go, 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 go. All right, well, okay, that's, that's all right. warm up. Okay, go ahead, Rose. Uh, give us a countdown. Three, two, one, go. Fair enough. Roar! Roar! Immediately we're Am roared at by a lion. You know, there's some movies where the, you don't hear the lion. Yeah? 36. Yeah, like for, for a few years, they just had a silent roar going in the intro of MGM movies. Lane. Edit. So Howard Productions presents Edith Farber's Come and Get It, uh, talked over by Adam, Carl, and Mike. Just want to get <laughs> all the preferences out of the way. This was a book in 1935 called, um, uh, called Come and Get It. And it was supposed to be a book all about how, like, America, the robber barons raped it, chopping down all the trees and messing up the, the waterways. And, but this film got changed by Howard Hawks, who's the director, right. into more about the love story and the, 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 the love triangle and the romance. It was more, it wasn't, it really doesn't pay respects to the spirit of the book. Okay. So she's passing out pamphlets and she falls in love. No, no. The book was just a book of exposing how they didn't care about conservation, wildlife. They didn't replant trees. It was basically a scalding book politically against robber barons. But Boring. Yes. You want a love story. That's yeah. how. Oh. Okay. So Samuel Mayer... Mm -hmm got injured he had a terrible operation he had two of them actually and so he was distracted and that's when director hawk said fuck this book i'm doing oh. a love story Behind i sent rose downstairs carl but can you guys uh x and a on the cursing a and the uh, rape yeah. words yeah yeah okay just imagine a five-year-old is sitting in here yeah well maybe we don't have a five-year-old on a podcast for adults but okay now this is the 1800s late 1800s uh where our story begins with a young barney glasgow and now he's going to tell all the workers to come and get it oh he says the title which is our title oh, right away is the first line the title. yeah and it's how we'll wrap up our film too howard hawks is a genius spoiler oh really uh, at the end he says podcast, everything is spoiled Hey, is there going to be a fight? And the guy says, come and get it. <laughs> Good call, Mike. What else do you say, come and get it? He's for dinner, get a punch in the nose. Mm -hmm. I will tell it. you, but there's a five-year-old in the room. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm eight. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's, well, we were... that's a big difference. Big difference. How old are your stuffies? Because we, we want to talk adult, but we don't want to talk in front of young stuffed animals. Now, Barney's like the oh, look at this. of all the loggers, and he's catching someone drinking, and Ooh. he's giving them the business. With a maple syrup? Off the <laughs> sap, you sap. Bully saps do sap. Well, they God, can't drink, they cut down trees. Yeah, see? Respect. Hey, I'm a land baron. Oh, Whoa, shit. Whoa! Somebody I'm the low-budget Edward Robinson, see? He wasn't available, see? <laughs> yeah, now this guy, as soon as I saw this film, I knew his face. 
So I said, where do I know this guy from? You know what it is? Him up. This is Edward oh, yeah. Arnold. Yeah. Which one? The, the lumberjack or the land baron? The land. Well, he's not a land baron. He's like the, the foreman. He's like okay. in charge of all the loggers. But he will become that guy. Yes. Yeah, Ooh, he chooses. That. This is what I liked about the film. Was that it? All right, the kid in the back. That's Spider from Goodfellas. He grew up. Yeah, he could he still had his foot. I love like old movies where like guys like that can knock out lumberjacks. Did you see how he punched? Joke. He held his caressed his face and then punched him in the nose. <laughs> but I when I it. looked up Edward Arnold, the truth is he's just been an a million things. The only thing we would know is uh he was in Duck Soup, he was in Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. He was in 12 Angry Men. I remember him in Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. He says the line, shut up. Stop <laughs> talking. But is it the filibuster scene? <laughs> Be quiet. Be quiet. Enough already. <laughs> in 12 Angry Men, he played men. All right. Title <laughs> he played number 12. Yeah. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He played Guilty number guy. 10. He was juror number 10. All right. What's he goes? Yeah, yeah, that's the ticket. I haven't okay. seen So now what we're finding out is Barney's ambitious, very ambitious. Sure, he's the foreman, but that's not enough for him, right? He wants to do perfect job for the boss because in the very near future, he's got a bit of a proposal for the boss. So he's like, you men are behind on your login. So I'll tell you what, we're going to double down and do this other lot too to really wow the boss. And if we do, I'm going to throw a huge party for you. Free booze for everyone. Yay! That's the equivalent to now in the office when they say, like, if you come in for extra hours, you get a pizza party. And everyone's like, oh, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, no yeah. health insurance. All right. well, now we're going to see a lot of timber. Okay. Oh, and timber. Timber. And there are lots of times right timber. by the tree. I just don't get how I don't get mushed by a mistake. Hollywood. Well, well so you say timber. Movie. Yeah, you say timber. You say no, four. but the guys sawing themselves. What if it fell right on? You don't have a second yeah. to get out of the way. No, I'm with you. I never knew understood that. You noticed there was a, a credit in the beginning for logging sequences filmed by a separate person. So they must have somebody who knows what they're doing. Oh, they you must know, have bought it, right? see how close it is to them? Of course, yeah. it's a snake in a movie, but like, what if it started tipping his way? It Do you is. think it's a real tree that they or a Hollywood tree? Uh, well, okay. Oh yeah, that's one of those the Hollywood exterior trees. Scenes were filmed in Idaho in the North Fork Clearwater River, and we're going to see a lot of that footage. One of those liberal Hollywood trees. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those Rob Reiner trees. <laughs> You'll see him getting hugged in the film. Now, here it's like late, but Barney's still working. And he's going to, you know, they're talking about how the river is thawing and they can use it for the logs and they're going to dynamite the ice that doesn't melt. It's pretty dramatic. Nice. He's like, hey, boss, have you heard of these floppy disks? You don't need that logger book. Like, that's old school. That's never work. Never work. It's a lodger. Lodger. Although they're doing logging, it's not a logger book. It's a, it's a ledger. I was going to say ledger, but I said logger. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong and you're right. It's Ledger. Yeah, you He's write a your... Ledger. He's staying in the in that hotel. <laughs> Very <A> Ledger. USA. <laughs> yeah, see. 
Look how old the guy in the hat is. Like, they're both actually pretty old, but he just looks ancient, you know, with the... Now, this guy, they're probably both 35, to be honest. Yeah, to be honest, how old are your heroes? Right? He, that's a hardy 35 right there. He that lived. guy's funny. He sick. lived. I was a juror for 12 with other 11 yeah. other angry men. Well, that was in the 50s. You see, what happened is Edward would go on to begin to gain weight, <clears throat> then he would lose weight, then he would gain weight. Then at one point in his career in the 40s, he said, you know what? I don't want to be a leading man anymore because I got a diet. So he just let himself get big and took character acting roles. Oh, so in 12 Angry Men, he played Juror 12 and 11. Uh, he hey, played... come on. Oh. <laughs> he filled out both seats, but he played right. 10. We were going to do 11 Angry Men, but okay, you're such yeah. a good actor. Yeah. Well, I only see 11. Hey, I'm in the room. <laughs> do you mind? <laughs> now, we're about to see about 20 minutes of... A what documentary of logs floating down the river and how they go about it. This, this is, is in Hollywood. Market. They call this padding. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting, but after, like, the first five minutes, you're like, are we really? You see how they make the flow going yeah. themselves so that they can channel? Yeah. Hey, guys, I, I watch this footage. I have to go to the bathroom now. You got a log? <laughs> Uh-oh. Are All you right now? Now, what fascinates me in this footing, footage is the, the workers are so close to I know. getting smushed. Every scene, they're oh, almost getting smushed. When you said we we're going to stream a movie, I wasn't expecting this. Ah, we're streaming. We're streaming a movie. You get it? <laughs> hey. Hey. Everyone now, has a streaming service. you know about Francis Farmer? You guys knew about France. How did you learn about Francis Farmer? Oh, I went to Marie Collender, right? Doesn't she have chocolate, Francis Farmer? <laughs> I, I always get... She made I the ice cream, Michael. Yeah, well, for right. me, it was Nirvana. I, if there wasn't the Nirvana song, I would have no idea who she was. Is well, you know how Mike and I saw this movie the first time? Uh, at the Montclair Public Library in the back, there was that little conference room, and they would show movies, old That's movies right. there. I don't remember. Every Wednesday that. night, and then during uh, the day when school was out. Yeah, and we were like one of the only kids there, if yeah. not people, no. who would go every I was, week. I was really loud, and the librarian had to suss me out afterwards. He said, "You got to be quiet during the movies." What talking during the movie? Yeah, during the Marx Brothers, when I was. Oh no! But we they would every Wednesday night they would show an old movie at seven, and we our parents would yeah. drop us off, and then I don't know what they would do. Um, and then we during the day when there was no school, they would drop us off. So this is one of the old movies that we'd see. So that's why uh, you you recommend you pick this one. Yeah, I really liked it. You know, like. Honestly, as a kid, I, I was just kind of freaked out by the uh, by the plot where the Edward G. Robinson guy, he uh, spoiler alert, he chooses money over love and then regrets it. Yes, and he I was like, like you gotta go, go one and he way. He tries to there. make it right. Can we show a little respect for the actor? His name is not Edward G. Robinson. He's juror twelve and eleven. Thank you. Edward Arnold is his name. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, from uh, Happy Days. You see, it's what just going to keep going very... and going, showing us this footage. Ooh, I got to take a dump. Carl, sometimes a log going into something white is just a log going into something white. Sometimes. Yeah, stop reading into it. Is it this time? Here's Francis Farmer by Nirvana. <laughs> no, no, don't play it. We'll never air this on, on YouTube. Why? Because you it'll think? flag yeah. us? Yeah, yeah, they'll flag us. Do you see the I icon at the bottom is the uh, baby from Dinosaur? <laughs> 
No Cone, just on air on YouTube. All right, Michael. We played It's Tricky, and we got flagged and got pulled. And yeah, the episode didn't, didn't air. Oh, yeah. No, it you didn't just, get pulled. So, but Germans can watch it because of some German I like that, yeah. yeah. Wow, this so, is yeah, so if you see the time, I, I, I don't know how we sat through this uh, as kids, but we had more patience. Uh, I think the moving image kind of thrilled us. Okay, then. now, this money director. This? Oh, this yeah, when the, way, when the movie came out, I was like, either watch this or uh, sit home and get uh, sepsis or... Uh, yeah, right. There yeah, wasn't much choice. Like. You went to the theater and you saw moving pictures. Wow! Wow! Oh, no, that log is coming right at me. All right, here he's making the deal with the big boss. He's saying they're building the railroad now. They're going to they're gonna make it right across America. So what we should do is get the contract to chop, all, chop the trees down so that the railroad can go through. We'll be paid to make money, you see? And he's even got uh, a plan for the places where they aren't, like a homestead with with lumberjacks and he goes well that'd be fine and you're just the man to do it he goes no i'm just the partner to do it and oh right so he gets talked into if you want to be my partner because i trust you to really deliver this millions of dollars you got to marry my daughter and that's going to be the trade he's making oh hey mm. yeah i'm not really big on commitment um uh... <laughs> I'm a lumberjack. I don't know what else, I don't want to say anything more, but you understand my shirt. A now lumber, the reason yeah. that the Jack is right in the name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a lumberjill. Well, there's a comic called Lumberjanes. Lumberjanes about female uh, loggers. Rose is still in the room, Mike. It's not. No, I. I she can read it if she wants. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. Now, my uh, Adam is married with children, but yet he's still in the closet. Hey, hey, I'm making fun of this guy for being a lumberjack, and I'm the one in the closet. You're, yeah, you're literally in the You speak from, uh, from experience. No, 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 no more. Now, what I've been trying to get out is Sorry. That the Samuel Mayer. Now, Samuel Goldwyn, now, remember, he's not just some company at this point. It's him. Right. He's making it's these him. films. This is this is an MGM movie, but it's probably prior to their uh, conglomeration. The merger, right. The reason he chose Howard Hawks to be the director was because his grandfather was a logger, and basically Barney, from the book, is based on his grandfather. So he thought, who better... That you know, but then Hawk said, I like the romance, I don't like yeah. the politics. I don't like my grandfather as a scumbag. Oh, excuse me, right? I didn't mean to say that. Hi, oh, but Adam, maybe you know, so we could do a little humor. No, no, it's fine, we're family friendly. Oh, I'm watching, we're watching a movie, we're watching kids in the library. We can't, we can't handle that. <laughs> uh oh, so now, the game. Now, Barney, oh, yeah, Barney, who's just committed to marrying the daughter left of one. the logger to make no left one. Oh, I was wrong. Sorry. No, that. See, 
He's always lucky. Except for he's got to marry that lady. Okay. Well, he is lucky because he's going to bet $500. Whoa. No, this is 1970s money. 1886. And he's going to win. Now, he just committed to marrying the daughter, even though it wasn't said out loud. It was the implication. But he's about to meet the love of his life, Francis Farmer. Right there. That's right. Her name is So, Francis Farmer, Howard Hawks, do you guys have any connection to these people? Like, have you seen another Howard Hawks movie? Uh, have you watched another Francis Farmer movie? I've only heard about Francis Farmer. She was very difficult, very hard to direct. And she would binge drink. She'd get arrested. Nice. She was committed to psychiatric hospitals. She she had a really messed up childhood. Her, her parents kind of divorced her and then, in a way, sort of abandoned her. They divorced and, her? Can you do that? How did that uh, <laughs> they were divorced at a super young age. They split up. They lived in different states. The mother got this job for doing research, and she said, you know, these kids are messing up my job. So she had the aunt ship them off to the dad. They were on the train alone. She had a really hard childhood. Wow. Oh, I probably dated her then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, guys. Uh, Rose's not in the room, so you can say the F word or oh, whatever okay. kind scumbag. of awful thing you want to say. Sorry, I said scumbag. That was a step too far. Well, bag is a perfectly it. fine word. And... Bag is fine. Okay, so uh. Francis Farmer is helping. He goes, I'm not flipping this over to see if the thing is in there. You flip the other two over, you know, because he's not going to get scammed. This is just like showing you how great they're all in. That's really cool. Building suspense. Now, the, you know, in eight, $500 in 1884 is equivalent to $500 in 1884. Yeah, in mm -hmm. 1884 money, that was worth like 500 bucks. Yeah. Like if you... Adjust uh, for inflation in the time period. It's right. about five hundred ducks. So she's giving this. You could put on the audio for a second. You could see how tough she is. You know. Oh, shoot him! Shoot Leave it on player. for a second Don't. because we're about to hear "Love Me Tender" by Elvis. But before there was an Elvis. This is eighteen eighty four, right? So yes. This is uh, Gomez Adams 70. playing piano. 1870. Yeah. Love thy tender. They changed the lyrics. In the it's completely different. It's completely different. Um, oh, are you going to sing a song? Give me my umbrella. <laughs> Where's my parasol? It's a parasol. Your hair looks like it's been raining all morning. Look at that. Give the guy a towel. Okay, the song is called Aura Lee. Popularized by Elvis Presley with Love Me Tender. So we can play this song oh, yeah. the main tune. Now, this was Francis oh, yeah. Farmer's biggest movie. And then on the Ed Sullivan show, like three decades, four decades, three decades later, she'd sing this song because it was her most popular movie. Oh, wow. Was he regretful of singing it? Uh, no. Ow, my eye. Why'd you open a parasol and doors? Now, I get sick of this song by the end of the film because they play it throughout, my goodness. Imagine she's saying orally. Maybe that will help you. <laughs> orally. Right. Orally. Yeah, right. Now it's an interesting song. Now you're interested. 
orally. I'll listen to the end. I want to see how it ends. <laughs> how will we be taking this test, Professor? Orally. Oh, the barber shop's there. How do you? How are you going to take my temperature, Doctor? <laughs> See, aren't you glad your kids out of the closet? I can say that now. Can we watch the log scenes now that my daughter's in the room? Yeah. Slowly. Now, check this out. I was going through Wikipedia to start off, and it said music by Alfred Newman. So I immediately tried to research what's his middle name. Right. What, hey, was Alan. Alfred Allen Newman. That oh, is so close. Hardcore research right there. Oh, I what me that, worry? Yes, what me worry. I learned that the East in Alfred E. Newman stands for Enigma. I don't know. Is that uh, interesting? You know Something. they ripped off that, that, that face. That face was used for advertising in the 1800s. Uh-huh. Like, you know how they would have, like, you know, Dr. Spiegelman's cure-all or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, so they would have Alfred really? E. Newman. They reused that image. And then they, for the rest of their corporate lives, they backtracked and retreaded and said, like, Oh, you know, it was a popular image at the time and like, or it was a coincidence or something like that. But yeah, you could trace it back to the 1800s. Kind of hard to say that when the guy's name is Alfred E. Newman. Now it turned out that Alfred Allen Newman was like, he did over 200 motion picture scores. He did the fanfares, which are associated with Samuel Golden Pictures. Wow, that's big news. He was one, among the first musicians to compose and conduct original music during Hollywood's golden age of movies. Later become, became a respected and powerful music director in the history of Hollywood, his son too. Newman and two other composers are the three godfathers of film music, apparently. So, usually I ignore the music because he was Alfred Newman. You were like, what? Let me check this out, yeah. There was some Mad Magazine songs, right? Uh... They had a. Do you remember that ad? They would have a record inside the uh, the magazine. Yeah. I'm going. It wasn't. I'm going berserk, but it was like I'm going mad or something. I think I'm going crazy. It was like it. It was a gimmick, forty-five. It was a, a plastic, uh, right? Forty-five inside the magazine. You you would separate it, serrate it out, and it had multi grooves. So the song would begin, "Hey, it's a wonderful, terrific day," or something like that. And then it would get to a multi-groove and it would give you one of three different endings or cool. whatever. So it would be like, you know, my wife left me, a rat bit me or something like that. It's so I remember the first time I ever put that on, I heard. Yes, I'm leaving, not you leaving, so Thank you. Thank you. You played the Nirvana song anyway. All right, fair enough. Well, you don't have any Beatles songs to ruin this? Yeah, what about Rolling Stones? <laughs> Did they, Francis Farmer mentioned by Bowie? <laughs> Now look, Francis is putting a Mickey in his drink. Did you see that? Yeah. Who's Mickey? Okay. So he's going to like pass out. She's going to steal his $500 of winnings or whatever. Nice. But something weird happens. They he starts up. asking her, where did you come from? Are your parents still alive? Can you get back? And she gets pissed off. Hey, what are you two? A bunch of missionaries. Come on now. <laughs> and I'm a lady of the evening, Shane. He's genuine. He's just interested. And it turns out it, about $150 she could get back home. So he gives her like 200 bucks. And then Sven chips in like 30 bucks, whatever he's got. 
Fucking I mean, Sven. to realize this guy's not worth ripping off. This guy's a nice man. Right. And so she'll prevent him from drinking the drink. Oh, wow. Why don't you give it a listen for a second? All right. Well, I'm getting kind of thirsty. Look, all right, then. get out of here. You better stop drinking. You take care of She's like, you better stop drinking. Will you get out of here? Why? Look here, buddy. Your pocket's full of money. Some of the mask sitting on there. If you think he's gonna let you get away, I think you're crazy. Well, he's like, she's like, my pimp's not gonna let me out of here anyway. What? Is he gonna leave the table and his buddy's gonna drink his drink? Like, finally, slurp. You should have written this film. Yeah, I'll talk to Howard Hawks about this. See that? Whoa. Yeah. Now you'd think he'd be like, hey, screw you, but he's like, no. He's like, you're coming with me. I like you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, I disagree. I'm in the minority. Yeah, Pimp is like, you're not taking my best girl who sings Elvis Presley songs. Yeah, has an umbrella indoors. So Barney's like, here, you sit down. We're going to fight this out. And she goes, what do you think I am? And she grabs her own bottle. Oh, look at this. Whacking people on the head. You know, every time there's a bar fight, especially if it's the Wild West, there's a certain choreography that we're just used to. And this is like, breaks all the rules. Look, he threw a chair at his knees. They're fucking rough fighting. Lumberjacks, man. Look at this guy. He does that move. Holds the chin <laughs> and then slams the head down. Yeah. Bang! Oh, right in my face. They start flinging. <laughs> oh, yeah, this look at that. This back later in the film. What a dangerous thing to do. Right in the nuts. Oh! Hey. No! Again, another oh, nuts. Right in the nuts! Oh, my, the family jewels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my glasses. <laughs> The log in the stream. This is the most dangerous stunt I've seen. Like, custard pies are less dangerous. They're throwing metal frisbees at shit. Mike, it's a movie. We don't know what's up. Yeah, yeah but I'm saying... Hey, my uh, thoughts and prayers out to the families that were hit by these trays, but there's nothing we can do about the trays. <laughs> but they get um, to free the girl. It's their right to have the trays. And uh, we can't regulate trays. It's defined in the 222nd Amendment. Trade. Oh, well, she settled in. Hiya, honey. Hiya, Ralph. Hiya, Ralph. Because she was a traitor. This Wait, was she family. like a... Was she a prostitute? It's never said. Okay? It's implied. She just sings in cat houses. Singing yeah. prostitute. Well, I don't know that she was, but... Are they all come on? Just kidding. So now she's like, I love you. I love you. They love each other. Now listen, Alice. Why, it's not a get-rich scheme plan. Do you guys uh, know the Nirvana song? Do you know it? Something, something. Francis Farmer. Uh, entertain me. In Actually, a... No, no, no. The, the title a... of the film is called... The title of the song is called Francis Farmer Will Have Her Revenge. She's not mentioned in the song, but she is born in Seattle, Washington, and that's where they're from, so maybe it says, this is the only thing, and maybe it's her. 
You think in her false witness, I hope you're still with us to see if they float or drowned. Our favorite patient, because she was incarcerated a lot. Display of patience, disease-covered Puget Sound. She'll come back as fire, burn all the liars, leave a blanket of ash on the ground. Wow. That might be... He was, that what, 25 when he wrote that? Every 25-year-old knows Francis Farmer. I guess so, if they're from Seattle. You think, like, Kirk Cobain saw, like, a punk rock sticker or Francis Farmer on some coffee shop in Seattle? He's like, oh, just, cool. 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 Oh, look, there's a oh. hole in the screen. In the, uh, screen. Yeah. Now, they're off somewhere, but Sven has a telegram. Okay? Right. And then...